SOS Radio On Demand. It changed my heart. On Demand. It changes your life. Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. Getting out of debt and eating healthier and improving our exercise. Uh, They're all great goals now that we've started this new year. But one of the goals that we all talk about and we revisit every single year as Jesus followers is how do I grow deeper in my relationship with Jesus? And we're talking with author and pastor and Bible professor Mark Moore today at SWIS Radio. How are you? I'm good, good, Scott. Thanks for having me. You know, when we think about all the different year-long Bible reading plans, sometimes that sounds like, okay, can I even do that? The Bible's pretty thick. How often do I have to read to even actually accomplish that? Then we start thinking about it, and then we're already defeated. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Start in January in Genesis, and we, you know, it'll go great guns. Until about Valentine's Day, we get Leviticus and just go, I'm out. And so part of what we wanted to do, Scott, is to create a reading plan that is workable for the average man. And I I say man specifically because women tend to be better readers than men. So we have to cater to a dude who's going, yeah, I want to read the Bible, but how? It's a big book. It's an old book. So we've created a system that not only do we have bite-sized chunks, we're also taking you to the highlights so that you know that every day you're going to get something that will move the needle in your faith. Now, we're talking with Mark E. Moore today at SWIS Radio, and he wrote a book called Quest 52. It's a 15-minute-a-day, year-long pursuit of Jesus. And it's so interesting, Mark, because a lot of times when we're doing like a typical Bible reading plan, like you talked about a minute ago, that we start in Genesis, we go Exodus, and those stories are really interesting. And You get into Leviticus and Chronicles and Deuteronomy and all these things, and you're like, okay, you get into all this Jewish law, and you don't see Jesus front and center at that first part of the Bible like you do if you were going through the Gospels, which is the New Testament. If you were doing it like cover to cover on the Bible, you're going to be like the the second half before you even get to the part where Jesus is front and center if you're new to all this. Yeah, and and actually there's a precursor to Quest 52 that is called Core 52 that actually takes you through the 52 mountain peak verses of the Bible. That's not what we're talking about here, but for your listeners, there is a resource that will take you through the important parts of all the Bible. Not every verse, but the most important verses. The reason for Quest, the follow-up, is the Bible really is all about Jesus. So we wanted to come in, especially in 2022, after the years that we've had of division, socially, politically, like even our church has people who are divided in it. Could we not just spend a year chasing after the one? And there really is only one who has united every tongue, tribe, and nation. And so that is partly is, yeah, it's always a good, good idea to focus on Jesus. But this year in particular, to get people back to the basics, the centerpiece of all the Bible, that's what Quest will do, allow you to focus in, hone in, chase after Jesus for a year. You know, Jesus was 100% man, and he was 100% God at the same time. And when we start to process what that means, it makes our head, like, want to explode. And I'm Scott on SWIS Radio, and we're talking with Mark E. Moore. He's a pastor and Bible professor, also one of the pastors at Christ Church of the Valley in Phoenix. And, Mark, when we think about, like, Jesus being God and man, and, you know, we talked a lot about that over Christmas, but we don't want to leave Jesus in the manger. He grew up just like we're hopefully going to grow in our faith over these next couple of months. It is interesting. We only have one pre-puberty story of Jesus. Outside the birth narratives, you got this 12-year-old Jesus, 
and there's all kinds of apocryphal stories out there about what he was like, but they're like from the third, fourth century. The only biblical story is at age 12, and he was a kid. It was his first time, what we would now call a bar mitzvah, first time to go into the temple. He's becoming a man, and the first red-letter verse of Jesus, he says, I must be about my father's business. And you think about who else called God father in any religion? The answer is no one. So even at age 12, you just like trace the use of father throughout the Bible. It's used 276 times in all the Bible, only three of those in the Old Testament. Almost all of them are from Jesus, by Jesus, for Jesus. And he's telling us you can have a relationship with God, the father. And he began doing that at age 12. So yeah, I mean, he was fully human. He had warts, pimples, you know, he, he went to the bathroom and all the things that humans do. <laughs> but there was something about him, even at age 12, that he had an awareness of a special relationship with God. And the beauty of that is, Scott, I think most of us say, I'm just human, I'm just human, I'm just human. Yeah, but you're also made in the image of God. And I think the greater challenge for us today is not to see Jesus as God, but to see ourselves as image bearers of that same God. So it's, it's not quite as foreign a concept as sometimes we think. Now, even at age 12, Jesus knew intrinsically what God's call on his life was. But Mark, how can we know what God's call on our life is? That is a powerful question. Sometimes people try to find the call of God through their ears. They'll go listen to sermons or they'll read a, a biblical passage I find that if you don't know what your call is, don't use your ears, use your hands. Go do something for someone else, particularly someone who cannot repay you, and you will find your purpose there. A short story, 16 years of age, every spring break, instead of going and partying, I would go on a mission trip to Mexico. And we went to uh, Ensenada, and we were in a city dump. And this little kid is tugging on me, saying, Apa, Apa. Now, I didn't know what the word meant, but the missionary said he wants you to give him a piggyback ride. But his head was shaved. All the kids' heads were totally shaved because of lice. They had urinated on themselves, and he wants me to give him a piggyback ride? Like, there's no way. I said no. The Holy Spirit said yes. I said no. He goes, appa, uh-uh. But millisecond that I picked that kid up and put him on my shoulders, I found Jesus. I didn't heal him by touching him. He actually healed me. And if you want to know what God's call is on your life, go do something for someone who cannot repay you. Because my guess is Jesus may be hiding in a homeless child in Mexico. Now we're talking with Mark E. Moore today at SWS Radio. He spent nearly two decades as a New Testament professor at Ozark Christian College. Actually, he's one of the pastors at Christ Church of the Valley in Phoenix. And you wrote a book called Quest 52, and it's like a basic, basically it's a 15-minute-a-day year-long pursuit of Jesus. But there's the regular version, but you also made a version specifically targeted for students as well that's separate. Yeah, my son, who had been a youth pastor for over 10 years, helped me kind of get the verbiage right to speak to students. And the reason we did that, it's about 30% shorter. It has a little bit more illustrations and stories that would relate to the student world. The reason we did that is we don't want the pursuit of Jesus to be like an individual quest. This is a journey you go through with someone else. How powerful would it be for a family? 
And there's like dinner table discussion in the book. How powerful would it be for a family to go through this together, adults and students, that together they would pursue Jesus? Because I guarantee you the kids are going to see Jesus in a way, in sometimes a far more robust and vivid way than adults do. And so it's not just an advantage for students to go through it with adults, but also for adults to go through it with students. We're talking about our quest in this new year to grow in our faith and to get to know Jesus in a deeper, richer way. And a lot of times you pick up this big, thick Bible, you got it on your shelf, you start to read through it and you realize all the dust on it because it's been a year since you've really dug in again. (laughs) You go, I don't even know where to start. We're talking with Mark E. Moore today at SWS Radio. He wrote this book called Quest 52 to help us just to dig into that. It's a great exercise for the new year. And when we start studying what Jesus was all about, a lot of the practical things that you see people coming to Jesus for were healing. Like they're coming for pain that they're struggling with. They're coming for physical things. And what have you noticed about Jesus' care for our pain? Because there's a lot of us that have been carrying that around over this last year. Yeah, that's right. The only time Jesus tried to get away from people is in Mark chapter 6. He's been preaching, teaching, crowds are oppressive, and he says to the boys, let's get in the boat, go over to the other side. He's literally running away from the crowds. They literally ran around this lake. It's about a nine-mile run. They beat Jesus to the other side. So when he's trying to get some R&R, he steps out of the boat, and there were 5,000 men plus women and children. That's the feeding of the 5,000. What's interesting to me is Jesus' response, because I know how I respond when I'm overextended. It's not good. <laughs> and what Jesus said has been a, been a model for my ministry, and I, I think it answers your question, that people come to him for healing. But when Jesus, here's the quote, he saw that crowds were like sheep without a shepherd, and he taught them many things. Jesus is well aware of our physical needs. He's also well aware of our emotional and mental needs. And he, though we tend to be more flabbergasted by physical healing, his greatest priority is our emotional and mental health. He does care about our bodies as well, but the bodies are going to wear out. And he's going to give us a new body in the new heaven and new earth. But right now, he wants to start by addressing our mental issues and our emotional pain first Because often the physical healing is actually an extension of mental and emotional health. When we're talking about growing in our faith in this new year, we set a whole lot of goals. But a lot of times we just have to start reading. We just have to start studying. We just have to start praying. And we're talking with Mark E. Moore today at SWIS Radio, and he's a best-selling author. You've been a Bible professor at Ozark Christian College for decades. You're actually one of the pastors at Christ Church of the Valley in the Phoenix area. But as you were researching for this new book, Quest 52, what did you start to learn personally? personally about the heart and the character of Jesus this time? Well, I started teaching the life of Christ back in 1993. So this to me is like, it's not a new project. This is the culmination of literally three decades of research. And he continues to surprise me. I mean, that's a loaded question because there's not one or two or three or four. Dozens of times, Jesus, he just stuns me. But probably more than anything else, to put a point on the answer to your question, his demands, because I preach at a church where we really do try to make it comfortable for people to come and meet Jesus. 
I don't ever see Jesus doing that. Now, I'm not critical of what we're doing as a church, but the reality is he didn't say, hey, come and we're going to make sure the air conditioning's on and hey, come and we're only going to do an hour service. You won't be bored and we're going to have great music. He said, take up a cross and follow me. And I think part of what we miss is we want Jesus to cater to our needs, desires, and weaknesses. And he goes, no, no, I want you to give your life to others, just like I gave my life for you. And if you do that, then you will have a a legitimate relationship with me. There is no intimacy with Jesus without an intimate knowledge of suffering and sacrifice. There's just not. And I think so often, Mark, we try to make ourselves the central figure, the main character in this story, and we get yeah. it twisted because it's Jesus' story. He's invited us into it. He came to save and redeem us, but he's the hero, not me. Yeah. Another thing that surprised me as you're talking, it reminded me, nobody sounded more like a megalomaniac than Jesus. <laughs> to, to say, eat my flesh and drink my blood. <laughs> I'm the water of life. I'm the bread of life. I'm the temple. I'm the, I'm the lamb that takes away the sin of the world. And yet, even in the midst of all of that megalomaniac kind of statements, nobody thought he was arrogant because his self-perception could not have been higher. His self-sacrifice could not have been deeper. That is a model of how we ought to live our lives in imitation of Jesus as well. Fully aware of the strengths we have opportunities and that what God has put in us without putting ourselves before others. It's like when he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Today we go, well, okay, are you you saying all these other things? But you bring up a really good point because the people then, in the context of that, they saw the miracles, they saw the self-sacrifice, they saw the way that he was serving and helping, and he wasn't driving around in a Bentley from town to town and staying in the Ritz-Carlton. Yeah, which a lot of pastors, when they get successful, that's exactly where they gravitate. But it's interesting when he's saying, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and there is only one way to God, and it's through me. And essentially, he's not saying, like, I'm the man. He's saying, I took your place. I sacrificed and stepped in the place that you deserve the consequence, and I took that for you because I love you, but I had to deal with the ramification of sin, and you don't want to talk about any of that. Yeah, no, you're spot on. We really want Jesus to be convenient, but he is not convenient. He will be more than we ever hoped he would be, but it's going to cost you more than you expect because he's going to demand from us what he gave, and that's everything. And when we get baptized into Christ, that is a symbol of total self-sacrifice and really out of the water. We want the resurrection. We just don't like the death part. Again, going back to the question you asked, what surprised me about Jesus, there is no full relationship with Jesus without full sacrifice. And as we kind of tinker around the edges of the pool and dip our toes in it, we're never going to feel the inundation until you dive in. So let's think about that as we look at the quest. Now, we're talking with Mark Moore today at SWIS Radio. He's a Bible professor and he's a pastor at Christ Church of the Valley in the Phoenix area. Has a new book called Quest 52, a 15-minute-a-day year-long pursuit of Jesus, and also has a separate version called Quest 52 that's for students, too. Hey, thank you so much, Mark. Thank you, Scott. It's been a pleasure. 
Thanks for listening to the SOS Radio Podcast with Scott Harold. If this discussion encouraged you, feel free to share it with your friends on social media.